What is up guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion and Not Born This Way brand apparel with episode 333 of the Not Born This Way podcast. So I wanted to record this for any of you guys who uh, may be running or starting uh, a small business venture and wondering kind of how to take it to the next level, right? Because in the beginning, that's always the challenge is getting it from, uh, you know, hobby stage to a business, right? So a lot of us now will want to get out of the nine to five uh, kind of grind or job of working for someone else. Uh, Maybe we're in a job that we don't particularly feel passionate about. It's just a way to make a living. And we have a passion, you know, for me, it was fitness and and strength training, Um, but it might be uh, landscaping, it might be jujitsu, it might be art, it might be coffee, it might be teaching, it might be anything, right? But you have a passion for something else and you want to turn it into a side business and maybe turn that side business into your full-time business. So I'm going to give you a a kind of a how-to uh, process in building a, a pretty epic biz, business pretty quickly. And then, uh, and this is from experience, uh, doing it myself and also, uh, more importantly, watching other people do it and kind of paying close attention to, uh, what works and what doesn't. And then also a cautionary tale on how to kind of ruin a business equally quickly. So I'm going to use uh, an imaginary business here. So I want to be very clear that if you are listening to this, uh, the story I'm not to tell is if I'm about to tell is not a true story, but it is a, a story I've seen versions of over and over and over. So let's imagine that uh, the the main character in this story is going to be somebody who cleans houses. Okay, so she has decided that she's going to start. Uh, a little cleaning business. Okay. So, um, she starts a cleaning business. Now this is the, this is how to build an epic business, um, from, from nothing. Okay. So she starts a cleaning business and what she does is knowing that she's good at this, right. And that people would value this service, but no one knows that she's good at this, right. She doesn't have a business per se. She doesn't have a following. She doesn't have clients. She doesn't have, you know, maybe she can start a little website, but basically she's just like, how do I get started on this? So what she does is she finds a couple neighbors and says, Hey, you know, I'm going to start a cleaning business. Would you be interested in me cleaning your house for you at no cost? So you can give me feedback and tell me, uh, how I did and what you would like me to do differently. Right. Uh, Just give me some feedback. I'm just looking for feedback on my service. So she finds a couple neighbors who say, sure, I'll I'll take a house cleaning for free. What the hell? So let's say she offers this to 10 homes. Okay. Now, what she has to what she understands really well is that she's going to have to give up some time at first for no money in order to get on the map. This is really, really important. Everybody. What I see a common mistake is too early on, people want to get paid. People want to don't give away their service for free, right? Um, 
Now, down the road, yes, okay, don't give away your services for free, but you, you need a way in. So in this case, literally a foot in the door is by offering it for free or a very low cost. So at first, I would literally do it for free. I would say, hey, my 10 neighbors, who would like me to clean their entire home at no charge? All I ask from you is that you give me feedback so I can do my job better. And if I've done it really well, I would love you to write me a referral or a, you know, like a, um, uh, a statement, uh, testimonial saying how well I did it that I can down the road use for my website or my social media, whatever. Uh, I would be willing to bet if you offered a free house cleaning to 10 people that at least nine of those people would take it. Cool. So she goes and she cleans nine people's houses for free. She does a kick-ass, unbelievable, over-deliver job. This is very important as well. This cannot be just a decent cleaning. This has to be where the people walk in and say, holy shit, things that I didn't even know were dirty are sparkling. This is unbelievable. I, I have never cleaned my house like this. I've never seen this attention to detail. She left no stone unturned. Like This is really amazing. Of those nine people, a very good portion of them are going to say, hey, you did an amazing job. Can I actually hire you to do this? At this point, she says, sure, it costs X amount per hour for me to clean your house. And I'd like to, I'd love to do it for you. And then if you like that, we can do it on a regular basis. So she repeats that process a couple times. She gets a few clients right off the bat. So now she's got a couple people that want it once a month, a couple people that want it once a week. Now she continues to service these happy clients with the same level of incredible service as she gave before. Incredible service as far as what she actually does. Incredible service as far as customer service communicating when she's coming, what time she'll be done, how much it costs, how she should get paid. Now, as she continues to do this, the customer is having an amazing experience. They're saying, oh my God, my house looks better than it ever has. This woman is so easy to work with, so easy to communicate with, so easy to pay. She lets me pay her with Venmo or whatever. She has an easy payment. I can leave cash for her if I'm not around. Like she makes it easy for the client to hire her. Now, probably what will happen is one of at least one of those clients will be someone that we call a connector. A connector is somebody that tells everyone about everything. Right. So a connector will likely tell everybody she knows, oh, my God, I've got the best house cleaner. You have to hire this woman. Now, what the connector wants to do is help this woman build her business because the connector loves to do that. She loves to spread the word and watch this woman who now she loves and cares for and would love to see her succeed helps her to blow up her business. So she tells the other neighbors, she tells her friends on the phone, she posts about it on Facebook. So now. Our cleaning woman has developed an even bigger following and a bigger business. So now she's getting really busy. She can almost barely even accommodate all of these clients. So now she can charge more, right? And she can begin to probably leave her job. And now she is basically full-time doing houses and she loves it. And she's making good money. Now, here's where we can, I'm going to talk about how to make this go better and I'm going to talk about how this can go south. So to go better, she's going to realize, all right, well, A, when she raises her prices, she's got to make sure she tells her first couple clients who were the volunteers and the connector especially, 
either A, I'm going to grandfather you in because you're such great clients and you were my first people that put me on the map. I'm going to lock you in at this beginning rate. Or she's going to have a very clear conversation that says, hey, I really appreciate you helping me and getting me started. I have to raise my rates a little bit now. Here's what our new price is going to be. And it's going to start on this day. And I hope that's okay. It's got to be very clearly communicated. And I would almost lean towards grandfathering those first couple out of respect for them helping you when you had nothing and especially the connector. But even if you're going to raise it, you have to be very clear and fair about the raising of the prices. Now, with your new clients, they can all be at the new price, right? So now you're getting really busy. Uh, there's a chance that you are going to get too busy. You have to be aware that you are still delivering the absolute top-notch, perfect service that you gave in the beginning, which is why you are so busy, okay? In order to maintain that, you are going to likely have to bring some people on. This is where a lot of people get stuck. They don't know how to hire. They don't know how to train new people, so they end up only running the business themselves, and they get burnt out because there's too many. There's too many clients for them to make a real living, um, and it's a back step at first because now when you start hiring somebody, you have to pay them. So you will personally make less money, right? So she's going to make less money and actually be doing double work for about a month or two because she's got to bring on new people, bring them to the jobs with her, have them go through the entire job so she can teach them from soup to nuts, A to Z, how to do it exactly like she does. And she's got to pay this person. Right. So if the person's paying 100 bucks an hour, she's going to now pay this person 25 bucks an hour, even just to learn. She's only going to make seventy five dollars an hour. That is part of the process here. you got to go backwards a little bit to go forwards. Now, if she does a good job down the road, she can charge one hundred dollars an hour. She can pay this person fifty dollars an hour and she's going to make fifty dollars an hour to not even do anything. Right. This woman, this other person, person number two, will be cleaning a house. The client will pay 500, pay 100 bucks because it's worth that because we've taught this person how to do it just like we did it for $100 an hour. But because this person is new and working under us, we can pay them 50 and we got an extra 50 towards the business, right? I'm being very general, but you get the idea. Now, how this goes south is we don't, she doesn't hire any more people because she's afraid to take that leap. She's afraid to make a little less money. She's gotten used to the money she's making. She doesn't know how to train people, or she hires people but doesn't train them efficiently. She just trains them for a week real quick and lets them free. Now that person does a crappy job and we start to lose customers. Now let's say we don't hire that person because she just wants to keep doing it all herself. She also starts doing a crappy job because she's just too busy and she can't fit everybody in. So now we begin to see a communication breakdown with the customers because we're she's too busy to communicate effectively and clearly like she was before. She's also too busy to fit everybody in at the level of service she was giving. So now she's giving a little bit of a half-ass service. She's starting to leave. She's doing a great job on the basics that everyone does, but all those little extras that she did in the beginning because she was hungry and really wanted to earn the business, she's not doing anymore. So all those little things fall off. Maybe she used to leave a, uh, a note or a flower at the end and say, thank you for, you know, for being a client, a customer. She doesn't do that anymore, right? She doesn't have time to stop at the store and buy the flowers anymore or write the notes. Um, she used to use a toothbrush to get behind that little weird spot on the mirror, but that takes an extra 20 minutes and she doesn't do that anymore because she's too busy because she got so many houses. So the homeowner, especially the connector, starts to notice, hey, I feel like I'm a little bit of an afterthought now, right? Because 
the service I was getting has suffered, and I also noticed that you raised your prices and didn't tell me, and I wasn't sure when you were coming, and I had company over, and this and that. So the communication is breaking down, and so forth. Now, if if she does not handle that conversation well, and the connector falls out of like she falls out of favor with the connector, the connector says, "Hey, I'm going to take a break." Right? If if that's not handled well. And even if it is handled well, the connector being a connector is going to talk and start telling people, oh, yeah, I'm not using her anymore to clean my house because things didn't go well. It was great in the beginning, but she started to slack off and I got somebody new. And guess what the connector is going to do? Blow up the new person. So all of a sudden, that lady's uh, clients that she got all from the connector, all of a sudden, they're all going to bail and jump on the new person that the connector loves and is promoting. I've seen this happen in different industries constantly over and over again. The, the way to avoid this is, as I mentioned earlier, is to, when you're growing, make sure you maintain the same level of service. When you cannot deliver that level of service, slow down. Do not take any more customers. Do not take any more clients until you can teach somebody else how to do it. But you have to teach that person how to do it at least 80% as well as you can. They need to be able to do it just like you did before you set them free on their own. That will be a huge pain in the ass. There'll be like a one to six month period, depending on what you're trying to teach them, to make sure they can do it as well as you can. At that time, you're gonna have to do the work and teach them and pay them, and you will go backwards in your net profit. But when you get good at doing this, imagine down the road now, you've taught one, two, three, four people to do the same service, right? Now you're paying four people $50 each to go sue something that you're getting paid $100 for. Every one of those people, once they're out there, requires very little work from you if you've done enough work on the front end. This is how you can grow on a really amazing business organically right from the beginning. And this is also how you can ruin a really great business pretty quickly if you don't manage all those factors right. I hope that's helpful to some of you guys, and uh, I'm out. Talk to you soon.